I I have become a garbage creature. <laughs> oh boy! I have transmogrified into just like a trash bag that has arms no, no. and a head sticking out of it and legs. Okay, okay. Insync does say bye bye bye. That is not Backstreet <laughs> Boys. It is Insync. Oh, so okay. so I got it right. You got it right. Is it's the For music video with out the puppet there, show? Listen, listen after the music on the podcast, and you'll hear the horrible pre-intro as to where we got here. But welcome to the TOVG podcast. I am I am garbage, like like in human form. You know how how how. Pokemon, like like represents yep. certain elements of, right. of the world or nature. Yep. I mean, I'm basically a Pokemon, but representing garbage. There, there are two of those actually. Oh, great! My brethren. Yeah, uh, I should. Trub- I should. Uh, Trubbish and Garboder. Reun- Garboder. <laughs> Is there a Garb Garbgorger? That's what I am. <laughs> Welcome to the TOVG podcast. <laughs> Jesus by, Christ. By the, way, the Backstreet Boys did "I Want It That Way." I uh, want it. Yeah. So yeah. So 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 when when we were syncing, when we had to make sure we were in sync. That's why you bye, bye, made bye. it in sync. That's yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's some esoteric fucking Georgeism shit right there. So so we got George. We got we got Matt. We got Jimmy. And and the mm, reason I. I'm going to start us off with the story behind why I'm such a garbage person. and, and Please do. Of, of course, it's because I made a video that was like leaning critical on Breath of the Wild, right? But but the second Nintendo reason, sync. the more important, I feel, is it, it's it's going fine. I actually like the discussions it's um, sparking up. But what's more important, why, why I'm bad at video games, why I have shit taste, and why I have uh, slowly evolved into like a garbage-smelling shadow of my former self is because I realized this week that the CDI version of Link is, I think, my legitimately favorite one. Oh, no. George. <laughs> oh, no. He's just okay. like, he's full of personality. He's so thirsty for a good adventure. <laughs> His personality is so paper thin the opening lines of one of the cdi games he he literally he's like i can't wait to name drop a bunch of zelda terms he can't wait to bomb don dongos which is like him i'm so excited to that kill creatures like god really hyped to grab some explosives and shove them in the mouths of lizard dinosaurs really hyped for that shit graceful creatures that roam the plains of hyrule just minding their own business chilling out not even the plains just like in people's houses yeah you gotta go like out of your way and in a cave to see dodongos and link is like (laughs) seeking them out to bomb them for fun i think there's layers you really have to have an interest to go and find them like that it's not a thing like like in breath of the wild where you're like running and like oh shit uh monsters that i have to fight it's like no, how can i though. find a monster that i can just fuck up its day right now i can't that's, wait that's to slap bokoblins <laughs> <laughs> every single Speak- line that cdi link has like has this undercurrent layer of sociopathic evil to it like like if someone does him a nice favor his reaction is to roll his eyes to the back of his head and say gee thanks like it's the most sarcastic patronizing tone of voice that that this kid maintains all the time and like i freaking love it i love 
I love garbage. And this is like such lovable garbage. I watched through the 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 Grumps playthrough of the two CDI Zelda games while I was playing through Breath of the Wild, which was a really fun combination. That's a weird thing. Okay. <laughs> and like it's so weird. Like like those the animated scenes from those games have become such memes. That they're endearing. Like, I have precious childhood memories of loading up early YouTube in 2007 and watching some yeah. Zelda poops. That, yeah. that there's like, it's Dinner. so sad that there actually is nostalgia there. <laughs> yeah. No. Is, the reality that we're in the timeline we've gone to is freaking ridiculous, you guys. It, it truly is. Uh, on the note of weird other leaks that are like kind of shitty, um, if you guys have ever watched any of the original Legend of Zelda animated series, <laughs> if you guys have ever seen that, you might recall a iconic moment where they're escaping from Hyrule Castle and Link throws a spiked bomb on the floor and then jumps on a shield and it explodes and he like shoots off in a straight line like doesn't even like arc the grenade hop from team fortress 2 like 12 years before that was a real move yeah and he just like soars off into the trees in the distance i saw that gif recently and i was like hang on you got bombs in breath of the Mm -hmm. wild you got a shield that you could jump on oh my god they got the idea for that from the cartoon (laughs) Well, I I tried it, and turns out um, they deactivate your ability to to, to trigger to, bombs yeah. when you're shield surfing, which is very unfortunate because I feel like that would have been one of the best Easter eggs of all time. And it wouldn't have even been that far fetched compared to the other stuff you can get away with. <laughs> oh my god, fucking! Um, if you guys, I, I'm really into speedruns and i really like th- uh, 3d zelda speedruns because a lot of them are super glitchy and funky um and i've been watching the progression of breath of the wild speedruns my favorite thing is that one of my favorite speedrunners sva he's a japanese runner who just does all the 3d zeldas he's like really good at all of them he recently got world record on breath of the wild because he perfected a trick like so on the great plateau you go through the fucking shrines and then you get the last shrine you go to the temple of time and talk with the guy yep Getting to the Temple of Time takes, you know, you got to walk there or shield surf there. And the shrine that they end on, there's a rock next to it, like a big boulder that you can hit with stasis and make it move. (laughs) Uh And so it's been known that you can stasis a boulder, hit it, and then like do a a like cliff hang climb on it and you'll fly with the boulder. Yeah. But he got a consistent setup for the angle because there's like a little divot behind the boulder where you can put a square bomb and push it and oh it always gives God. you the same angle so his world record is partially due to like a 20 second time save on that's a lot of seconds on a rock from the the stasis shrine to the temple of time and 20 it's seconds hilarious. is is years in speed running time yeah and it's all he got it down to a 45 50 or mm-hmm. something like that 45 minutes 50 seconds total last week i saw a 53 minute run and i think the yeah. most impressive moment was when after getting the paraglider he basically leaps off of the great plateau and lands on top of a four stamina horse that's just yep. bolting straight towards the castle wow <laughs> that's speedrunners that's a cool are, move. Are, speed runners are great i i am excited for more ways that people will find to use the physics to their advantage because i've already seen a guy 
make it across the entirety of Hyrule Field to the castle using nothing but um, <laughs> chopped down trees. And he stasises the trees and hits them, like chops it down, it becomes a log, stasis the log, ca- uh, crank it up with energy and stand on it. And it, you have to like shuffle on it, but you basically surfboard with the log. <laughs> it's very funny. I, I, Zelda is a good thing. So what what's with this like trend of of various animated adaptations of Link turning him into a complete asshole? I don't like, know. Cartoon Link is a huge dick, and CDI it, Link is like a an asshole savant. Like you can't tell if he <laughs> knows he's being an asshole or not. He's just like this passive aggressive. Wow, thanks. <laughs> all yeah. the time like 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 at the end of the game w- at the end of faces of evil when you wake up zelda he just like stares blankly at the wall next to her and says i rescued you wake up mm. <laughs> and she's like no you didn't and then he looks like <laughs> a few inches away from the camera and says i won oh yeah i forgot about that part <laughs> it's just like so disassociated from everything that's supposed to be going on around him, that the the I just like I look into those eyes and I'm like, this this is a character I can get behind. <laughs> this is a man you could trust. This is yeah, a guy who has I, some stories to tell, I'm sure. I feel like it's gotta do with the fact that like you can't do silent protag in a cartoon. Um I guess the CDIs aren't really a cartoon, but also they don't focus primarily on Link. Like, one of them, Zelda's the character you play as. And so it's like, they had to give him some personality, and they were like, Western audiences will probably relate most with, like, if we made Link kind of Bart Simpson. <laughs> oh my god, this <laughs> might be onto something. So. Wow! I feel like, yeah. That's, yeah. That's all I have to say on that. I, I have no further, nothing okay. further. Any any real video games we play that, that that don't have like shoddy Russian animation melting the characters' faces? Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> I uh, I actually booted up the new Rocket League mode last night. Good. I don't oh. know if you guys heard about that. No. Um. So I don't remember what the mode is called. I'm gonna scroll back through a conversation to see if I could find it. A uh, drop shot. It's called drop shot. Um. And so what it is is you're in a very large hexagonal arena and it's split down the middle from corner to corner and the entire floor is a grid of hexagons and there's no goal anywhere there's no goal posts there's no no like hoop to shoot it through but when you hit the ball you charge it up with your team's color and that ball can get three states of energy uh, based on how many times it's hit before it connects with the floor. And um, so it could be like regular charge, I think like a supercharge and then ultra charge. And for each level up of charge, when it hits the floor, if it hits the floor, like, so if it's my color and it hits the floor on the opponent's side, based on the amount of charge, it will damage the hexagons in a spread. So like, lowest charge just does one and then the next charge up does all touching it in like all adjacent and basically you have to damage a a single hex twice and it becomes a hole that the cars can't go through but the ball can and if the ball goes through that hole that scores a point based on which side it's on so you have to 
actively build up charge with the ball and then like it involves a lot of flying and a lot of wall play where you like fly up and you spike the ball down and saving is always like driving under it last second and like touching it so it's your color what happens if Um, someone falls in the hole you can't the cars don't go through it it's like the the, like the force field only allows the ball to pass through it's a force so so you just drive regularly over the hole yeah the the arena doesn't change for the cars at all just for the ball ah okay it's really weird it's really cool because like the there were a lot of like crazy moments of the ball getting that triple charge and there's like lightning shooting off of it and like someone comes down and spikes it but then another person goes under and they like get a low angle hit that moves it off to the opposite side so that like like a real big turnaround and shift of power and then like when when a side is scored on uh their entire half of the map gets repaired so like you have to re-break open an area to score again um but you but the side that scored that got the points their whole side stays broken um it's pretty cool it's like a really weird reimagining of the game that sounds a lot more dynamic but also much more demanding and you definitely need to be able to fly your car a little bit to play that mode like it it won't be super friendly for brand new rocket league players but if you've gotten the hang of like jumping up and being able to at least tap the ball you know somewhere up in the air as opposed to just on the floor um it's pretty pretty damn cool uh and i i consider myself at that level and a lot of the people i play with are like really good at doing that so i had a fucking blast good get having, that rocket league's the gift that keeps on giving is a good <laughs> thing to have when playing games i i think i <laughs> i came to the revelation during the zelda thing that i was just like going through way too much way too fast it's hard to tell though with with Zelda. Like I'm seeing a lot of comments that are saying it's not meant to be ground through, but all of the challenges are so quick and easy to complete that that like the loop I was in was was oh this will just take five minutes. It's just a little shrine room. I might as well get it done while I'm here. Before you know it, nine hours pass and the whole day has gone by. Um, yeah, I feel like it's not. I, I don't know. I mean, I can I can side with both sides because. I feel like they put all that stuff in there with the intent of like, you don't have to mark everything complete in a zone before you move on. You could do like a few things that are around invisible and then, you know, let your adventuring sense just carry you off a cliff somewhere else. Uh, at least that's at least how I played. But then on your way, you spot a shrine in the distance and you're like, oh, I should go do that. <laughs> I yeah. usually get it for at least the waypoint, but you're right. I do go into the shrine and check it out. Towards the end of the game, I got into a loop where I was turning shrines on, but not going down there. And I would wait until I used up all four of my stamps on marking them, so I mm-hmm. wouldn't lose track of them on the mini-map of shrines I hadn't done, which... It it shows orange, though, in the middle. Yeah, When you does. roll over them, it does. I don't... I, I had an issue being able to make out the, like, slight bit of color difference. Mm. Um, oh, that's right. Might have been better if the outline was orange instead of the inside bit. Yeah, and and also those icons get really tiny when you zoom out too. But I definitely noticed it marking them different colors if you hadn't completed them on rollover. Not so much when when you just are zooming out, looking at the whole picture. So what I would do is I would mark four at a time with the stamps, and then knock those four out all in in one go. Mm. And uh, I think I, I I liked that rhythm. I, I don't know. I got I got used to it. Yeah. But anyways, uh, sensing 
the uh, the grind I was about to start climbing with near Automata, uh, a friend of mine mm-hmm. wisely convinced me to change to Night in the Woods instead. And I I got about halfway through it last night. I plan on playing the other half tonight and um, doing some writing tomorrow, some more writing on the plane rides, and maybe getting a video out while I'm in Japan. Wait, Night in the Woods? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's that uh, little animal people's game with the cool, oh, like, 2D, almost like paper cut art style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very tweeny. Looks nice. It's It's slick. It's real slick. Uh, heard nothing but good things, but also I know nothing about it. Yeah, what what it is is um like a like a narrative adventure sort of game. Walk through town, talk to people to progress the story. Sometimes broken up by a little mini game of of Twitch challenge. And mm-hmm. the thing that's rough so far is that I feel like this is going to be a plot development later on, and that it's done on purpose. But the protagonist is very unlikable. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it's still an, an interesting like non-video gamey setup thrown into the anthropomorphized world of cutesy animal people who 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 show you that possibilities for for crazy stuff is there. You're you're playing is is this tomboyish trashy girl who dropped out of college and is coming back home to her town where all of her friends are like moving on with their lives without her and she inadvertently pisses them off i'm wondering though if i can squeeze in time for another second playthrough and see how things can go differently but but it seems to be running with the theme of um the the like disrespect for for authority and ennui that this character is going through is represented by how a lot of monotonous daily activities get turned into warioware minigames <laughs> like uh when when you have to press a button on a console like on a vending machine or on an elevator like a little screen will pop up and there'll be some challenge to it where you move your character's hand around and fling stuff all over the screen like uh very very, very toyetic there's one part mm. where you're moving a large piece of of equipment up the stairs with another friend and you have to like do a little ddr dance routine he's like all right i'll give you the signal when to move if you don't this thing's just gonna crash down the stairs and we'll have to start again <laughs> and 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 it's cute it's real it's real cute i i just mm. <laughs> don't you want to spoil i did find myself i i don't it's it's not about the spoil. It's it's about it's about how much fun I'm having. I I I, I think I get it. I just did feel like kind of a little doldrum, sleepy sense of boredom during my my first session with it. Mm. And uh, I'll see I'll see how it goes from now on. There's a murder mystery going on in this town. There's uh, probably some very very distressing personal drama that's going to arise from our character being kind of a dick. I can't wait to see that unfold. But until then, it has a pretty slow start. Mm-hmm. So, so I suppose we will see. Yeah. Again, uh, a lot of my a lot of my buddies have been raving about it, mm-hmm. um, and it's one of those things where I don't want to look into it. And like the, a lot of a lot of my friends have done videos, and I don't want to watch them because it seems like something I might want to play. But like it's it's slowly getting to the point where I'm probably not going to play it. So I might just take the plunge and watch a video on it. I mean, part of the appeal was that it, uh, how long to beat.com reports it clocking in at around eight hours, 
which mm-hmm. is something that's going to feel super nice after <laughs> after Zelda and also uh, playing a little bit of Auto Tomato in between sessions. And I don't have really any complaints about what I'm seeing them do with Auto Tomato <laughs> so far. I know, right? <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you made it seem like you were going to be grinding an auto tomato. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. Okay, so this is like a funny story. I got hit by a glitch that's just me. It should not happen to normal players, but it like almost perfectly evoked the thing about the first game that I hated so much, which was uh, having to, to farm up materials that don't spawn very often for side quests. Mm-hmm. Early on in Near Auto Tomato, you get a main quest that is uh, requiring you to go out to some garbage trash mob outside of town and collect items to bring back in town. And they're items that are supposed to drop guaranteed from, from mm-hmm. easy kill. It's supposed to be something that's just no problem to do in five minutes. But I got hit by a glitch that was causing these things not to spawn. Mm-hmm. So for like 20 minutes, I, I I just basically explored the map, killing more and more of these robots, just like wondering why I was doing what the quest was telling me to be doing, but nothing was happening. And I felt at a complete loss. And since I also mm-hmm. thought I was playing on a deadline at the time, thankfully, I just threw away the deadline. It was really mm-hmm. stressful. And so I looked up a forum post from from bad old game facts uh of someone complaining about the same issue it turns out that this is an issue that people more commonly have when they play the game when it's only partially installed which is weird because it had already been installed for days before i started it up but they said on the forum post to just reload your save game kill the same mob over again and you should get the item and that's how it worked for me which perfectly evokes the moment that i was turned off of the first game which is when i was reloading my save game to have it spawn a stupid freaking eagle egg that's a three minute walk away from the save point and reloading your save game is the most efficient easy way to to (laughs) actually get this item for for the side quest because it's a rare spawn that it seems like the developers just like forgot to to make a common spawn for the sake of the side quest being completable um and and it's it's ironic that this glitch like something that i probably saw that no one else who's playing the game is gonna see like it like there's something out there for me man there's a force in the universe that's like george has to have not a good time which is funny because this game has really cool stuff going on it's a platinum beat-em-up with the dark souls death system you find other players' dead bodies, they leave you messages about what, what to expect. Enemies might be ambushing you, and you're like, oh, this this other player's message is cluing me into stuff going on. Um, really? Okay. If you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they play it off with the like science fiction of the universe, too. Since you're playing as an android, the, the, the lore is that when you die, your android body just gets thrown out there in the field. They upload your consciousness to a new body to go back and get it. Uh, all your, your consumable inventory, which I assume would also really help out with the side questing because then they're not assuming that you're carrying a whole game's worth of, of monster materials on you, but we'll see so far. I haven't really found that, that trend of get me X amount of Y side quests. It's always been like cute little escort quests or like a combat arena that'll just burst out in the middle of, of the field. Um, yeah, like like everything that I didn't like about the first game is being addressed here. See, it's way more visually interesting too. And and a few hours in, I, I got to some moments that were just like cute as hell that had me absolutely grinning. A combination of of music and sights that it's a 
a little unconventional, but still hits endearing familiar notes like these these wind up toy robots have have extremely cute moments. There, there's a John Paul Sartre bot <laughs> who's just like standing there on 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 a perch of a tree and then he'll raise his finger up in the air and just like stare blankly with his cute little robot wind up doll face and, and say something like existence precedes essence. <laughs> that'll be his whole dialogue box and then you walk back to some other robots who will say oh john paul bot is so dreamy uh, and and the side quest is to go across the land to gather up some fans for him instead of like grinding up monster materials for him it's it's way more dialogue driven about a story that's actually interesting and cute and fun and that's good that's that's the way to go well well sounds like it's a good time it's Near is not something that I'm. I ever thought I was going to be getting into, um, but it plays good. And are you playing on? Is it on PC? Are you playing on PC? Yeah, there is a PC version. I am playing uh, on PS4 though. You're playing on PS4, and your notes say it's locked 60 FPS. Uh, I got a code from Square Enix. I was planning on buying buying the game. I was planning on buying the game, but since I got the code, I decided to save the money. And play through the PS4 version. The PC version got some mixed reception when it came out, but someone's made a mod that's fixed a lot of the weird performance issues people were having, so now it seems perfectly okay. The mod is just like an easy drag and drop it into your file folders. People, you know, griped about Dark Souls needing DS fix, but adapted fairly quickly to it. I think this is a similar situation. Evidently, there's a uh, lighting pass effect that the game applies to the scene 128 times. <laughs> There's 128 passes of an effect. The mod decreases that number to 15. It, it increases performance substantially and only looks ever so slightly worse if you compare the screenshots. But but it's it's a graphics option that it seems like someone forgot to include in the graphics options screen. And and that's Weird. apparently all it took. Well, shouts to the modders for again keeping the PC gaming space usable also yeah, um, like dark it, souls <laughs> <laughs> well uh if you ever liked platinum games and dark souls this one does a nice little mesh i mean of course there's way more bayonetta in there than there is dark souls but right right but the death system is something that's really cool there's a character in the game who who just like completely breaks the fourth wall and is like there's no auto saving in this game by the way when you walk out of the town keep that in mind and then another <laughs> text bubble pops up that's like remember there's no auto saving Ooh, they funny. want you to know <laughs> and uh it it's not obnoxious you can click through those dialogue boxes it's a character you have to talk through they don't stop the game to remind you about that it seems like a polite way of breaking the fourth wall a, a cute polite way of breaking Breaking down the barriers that separate us from each other. <laughs> That's beautiful, George. Yeah, nice. Thanks. Matt, did you play anything? Did you play any video games? <laughs> Matt, oh no. Did you play anything? Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You've become I, a normie. I, I've been busy You're with work. And yep. um, preparing for Japan. Yeah, yeah. Work, travel. Um, um, I, I assume there's like family, taxes. It's tax season, you, you, yes. you normie. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, life gets in the way. You know, I, I did I did come home and, you know, <laughs> played some League of Legends. <laughs> God no. damn it. <laughs> like, like once or two games. That's like are, the are you most sure you didn't like gaming I've done other than pick up Zelda, of course, and, and play, play some, through some, some Pokemon Go on your phone while you were out. No. Between like getting on Facebook no, to click on your farm. I don't use battery sucker anymore. Actually, yeah. I, I played Pokemon Go yesterday what? for the first time in eight months. What? How'd yeah. they get you? What was the incentive? We were doing the Dex Pokemon Free podcast, Pokeballs. and I was like, I'm going to open this up. <laughs> and I did, and I caught a few Pokemon, and I closed it. Also, <laughs> you could change all your appearance and shit now, and all the customization stuff is through. So I switched my dumbass guy character to a girl who's infinitely better designed and looks cooler, and there's, like, clothing and shit you can get. So I customized all the clothing instead of, like, what do you want? Blue or not blue? It's like... A, a like slightly bigger selection of blues. I'm like, cool. So anyway, sorry to, by Niantic. Not even <laughs> that game is still not good, but you know, I played it a little bit. A little tired. I, I I'm not feeling it. Someone was like, "Oh, you should play Pokemon Go in Japan. They might have different Pokemon." And and my yeah. carometer was still at zero percent. <laughs> Like, well, then, you know, might waste your battery and like, ah, there's also like really good food and, and mountains. Like, why look at your screen when you can look up and see things that you have not seen before? This is not wow, video you, games, but you but guys have still... never sounded more like 50 year old people than you just did. <laughs> I'm still eager to hear the, the, the giggles this will elicit, but I have a day trip planned where I'm going to take a two hour train ride out of Tokyo to some mountains. I'm going to go to a bike rental shop and bike for like a good five hours through these mountain trails. And just like chill the fuck out, enjoy me some nature and a strange exotic foreign land, and uh, I, I've mapped out the route to a drop-off point I can return the bike at at the bottom of the mountain, and it's next to an onsen. I'm gonna do it. Wow, I'm like the most secure, an insecure white boy about about public nudity, which mm -hmm. which you know is like not a thing people are worried about in Japan. And 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity to to break out of my shell, bicycle and all day in, in the hot, sweaty, humid mountains of Japan, and then spend two hours when I'm done, like just chilling out and and in a volcanic hot spring in front of some nature to, to see what the big deal is. Set I've always the balls wondered, free. Exactly. I've always wondered about those those volcanic hot springs, like. I know it's just like like whatever basic science and whatnot, but like it's always fascinated me how there are there's fucking lava that heats up rocks <laughs> that heat up water that eventually is on the surface that's like a temperature that we can just chill in and be like relaxed in. Like I know there's like Yellowstone where that shit's like like if you fucking fall into that you boil alive, but like it's it's amazing <laughs> that there are places where it's just like oh it's like a hot tub but it's rocks. Yeah. And no. you signed this waiver that uh, just in case, you know, the just floor case opens up and you hotter. fall into a pit of lava that we're right. not liable for that. Mm, I wonder if travels and traveler's insurance covers that. <laughs> it covers I don't know. I'm going to be biking for boiling. five hours. I hope I don't get smacked by a car. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's not that's funny at weird. all. Yeah, you, well, you're laughing though, asshole. Why? Why are you just? Chuckling it up over there, over over the oh. thought of your good friend George, your best friend George, George. <laughs> best friend George, lying mangled on the highway. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just seeing you like drawn as a like Rick and Morty character, like all mangled, <laughs> zigzagged limbs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, oh, are, are those all the video games we played this week? Yeah, like I played the new Overwatch character in the new patch, but like. You know, it's not it's not much news at this point. I actually didn't even play the character. I played with a group that played the character. Oh, fun so. story is that the news this week is actually going to be news stories from last week because there's still good yeah. stuff. And also, we we just talked Zelda all last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, we will. I haven't checked the numbers on that. I don't even know how many people listen to that podcast. I I hope they're good. <laughs> I don't know. I judging. By I don't the want fact to think about you... Zelda very much anymore. Judging by the fact that you deliberately went mm, out of your yeah. way to make your review the least SEO-friendly review of Zelda of all the time. The thumbnail is a close-up of the branch texture. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It, if you left the term the thing everyone likes out of it, I don't think anybody would know what this video was. I should have was. just titled it like poop video, don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Because Zelda's Somehow. not in the title. Zelda's not in the tags. If anyone looks at the tags, I, I good, congratulations. Thanks for getting the joke. If not, for people who can't yeah. be bothered, who don't got time for that shit, the tags of this video are how to do taxes, fishing advice, and dark sector. The language is and set also- to Abkhazian. <laughs> the, the monetization <laughs> is set to long, unskippable ads. How so to like do your taxes. I'm even trying to get as few people to watch it to my like benefit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, what I was saying was if that's any meter with people consuming Zelda media, then our last podcast probably got a decent amount of listens. Oh, but speaking of meters, the rhymes I was using just just points threw people and points, right into a George? meter. Points, points and, and points, points <laughs> after. I didn't even I realize I it to be points. honest. I was just in, I was just watching the video. I was just sitting there enjoying it, and then people were like points and points. I was like, people were paying attention to his rhymes. Uh, I I okay. kind of like the the thought though that this is a video that pe- took people work to watch because <laughs> like the NeoGaf thread about it I think is absolutely hilarious. It it evolves into this grand conversation that I'm actually really interested in doing a topical video about about like how much of a game a reviewer should be playing, which which yeah. is actually an insanely interesting problem because you mm, run into yeah. a case of a reviewer either not playing enough and looking like an idiot from stuff they missed. Right. Or a reviewer playing too much and getting burnout and that negatively affecting their writing. Because I think mm-hmm. one interesting like part of this struggle was I had a regular prose script ready and I couldn't stand it. I could not stand how like whiny and 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 just like by the numbers following the script it sounded. I just like really wanted to get weird. And this was a way that I had fun writing it. And I know some people weren't able to make it through that, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> like that's part right. that's part of 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 the shtick you know yeah it's it's almost like through doing that you've now learned the perspective of the developer putting their game in your hands 
with you making this wacky video and putting it in the hands of your viewers. Some people got completely the opposite message. I was. Some people think I want an EXP meter because, like, the tone of voice that that I was was oh, smashing yeah. my rhymes out with apparently didn't mean the thing that I thought it meant. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I I don't know how they got that out of it because I fucking love the way this game handles progression. It's it's brilliant. It's it's like an RPG system without XP meters. Now, did the tone in my voice sound impressed at that just now, or did it sound depressed? <laughs> I don't I don't know how these people hear me. I just know how I hear me. That kind of sucks. What an insular, isolated experience I must lead. Woo. Speaking of things that are neither insular nor isolated, uh, we'll be back right after the break with some fucking gaming news. Beautiful for you and. Whoever else. Oh, the Witcher boy. 3 ruined video games. The Bush. I won! I can't wait to not get excited about Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> oh, whoa. If whoa. there was ever a time where it was a good good period in your life to not be invested in Mass Effect, it's probably right now. I feel so bad about this, though. Like, everyone is yeah. ripping this game apart for... Yeah kind of superficial reason like yeah. <laughs> facial light up come on come on guys we can we can pick well, better things it's to complain not only about. that though i know there, i know okay so, anyways <sighs> we'll get into it and then we'll discuss let's let's well it's for the, the people news. who are uninformed out there uh for the people who are uninformed everyone was ready to tear mass effect apart when it released they uh had this weird five-hour piecemeal embargo going on where publications could publish and stream the game up to a certain point before a big planetary mission happened. Uh, Now, throughout this period, a lot of first impressions were released that painted the game with very mixed lights. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a, a, like, mildly leaning positive editorial from from kotaku about it patricia hernandez says the dialogue system feels a lot less binary and more transparent than previous games writing accounts for characters motivations a very very negative impression from rock paper shotguns john walker says that the storyline is super duper cliche there's an abundance of crafting type systems that don't have efficient menus which sounds like a huge anti-george flag Mm. uh he thought that, that the characters were just poorly written in general. There's a PC Gamer editorial that came out the day after that is just like completely mixed. They interview five people who were playing through it. Two of them were undecided on it. One of them hated it. One of them liked it. Uh, and the fifth one mysteriously disappeared. I guess he was still working on, on how to contribute to the final reviews that came out, which were like on the lower end of the OK scale. Like like low eights, high seventies, mm-hmm. fairly fairly underwhelming across the board. Though there's still 
probably pockets of people who really like this stuff. But the thing that became the focal point are are the facial animations, which I think is really all, unfortunate. Actually, all of the animations—they're bad. Um, they're, Don't they're get me not wrong. Quality, no. But but this thing is also like kind of a, a spinoff project put out by their B team under a budget. You can tell. <laughs> Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, but I, I don't know. I feel like if if I ever get into the thick of a video game, I'm not looking at the facial animation so much as my eyes are looking at the subtitles underneath them. I mean, that's fair, but at the same time, like someone someone brought it up to me because we were talking about this uh, like a few days ago, and someone was like. You know, it's not like Mass Effect has ever been lauded for its incredible facial animation. And I'm like, yes, however, there's forgettable and mundane, like, they are just talking, so read the text because it doesn't matter, just there because it would look weird if they're not moving their mouth, Mm -hmm. versus, like, the fucking (laughs) meme that I saw that compared one of the characters' lips moving to that, that fucking claymation penguin Speaking <laughs> of characters not knowing whether or not they're coming off as an asshole, uh, mm-hmm. a big quirk of this game's facial animations is that your female main character always has this like <laughs> smirk. Dopey, like, like uh, yeah. there's a lot of scenes yeah. of her just like looking kind of cross-eyed at the camera, smirking. <laughs> like yeah. in the middle of very serious conversations. Yeah. This this lady can't hold in her laughter and it makes her look like an asshole. like like, there's all these clips of people very monotonely flatly delivering lines about how 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 they lost their sisters in the great i i don't know krogan purge and this lady is just like i feel for you but she's like kind of smirking while she's uh, uh." yeah it it definitely gives me the vibe of like like oblivion facial features on a lot of characters where they're like like you're talking about something that that could be a big deal but they look so completely vacant um i don't know it's, like it's more the it, voice acting that turns me off more than the animation yeah it doesn't help every clip i've seen of this game everyone is really monotone and then kind of mumbly and there's this low drone in the black background i i it it seems like a sleep aid and in the older <laughs> Mass Effect games were kind of presented in a similar way. The writing in ME2 I thought was really, really good. But ever since then, Bioware has just been not not, not really aging best. gracefully. Okay, I finally found like the NeoGAF post I was trying to look for. There's like a bunch of GIFs that oh, you can kind of see a bunch of them. Oh, Ye- baby. Yeah, it's, there's a ton of them and you can kind of see it. Like my favorite, of course, is the, uh, the one where she looks like she's about to take a dump. Um, that one is while just... While she's running? Yeah, it, it, it's, yeah. The, it's the best. Um, it, you know, oh God. It, it, the thing is... All right, I haven't personally played the game, and I actually wanted to spend my 60 bucks and actually just see how bad it was and see if they fixed the issues, because some people are saying, like, oh, some the of it is fixed. The combat looks, like, good this time. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I don't think that's any of the issues that people have. I feel like the the core chunk of the gameplay yeah. part the, uh, oh, no this this video no the one of the boss dynamics robot next to the animation of the guy i can't 
Yeah. Okay, sorry. That robot. Okay. Um, <laughs> that, that really, really got me. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. Boston I think that, I think that everyone is like fine with the gameplay, but as someone who's never played Mass Effect or even any of the Bioware, like pantheon of big games, like I know from my perspective, it seems like a lot of the Bioware stuff is like, like the character interaction and like hanging out in non-combat zones is like, that's like a big part of it. And that's a part that a lot of people remember. Like I don't have so many people tell me, like, oh, my favorite moment in Mass Effect was when I was shooting at something. Yeah, it's no mostly one remembers like, oh, it's, any of the Mass Effect games for the combat. It's the right. immersion where you, where you play it and it, the, the music and everything kind of coming together. I mean, because the gameplay, to be honest, was never really the high point uh, for me at all. Like, I never really enjoyed it much at all. But it had really good map music. Yes, it did. It really did. And, you know, that's where the strength were and, and the immersion from, like, just the talks with people. And this one, if they're looking all goofy and stuff all the time, like, it's it's going to it's gonna take me out of it. And to, and to be fair as well, um, before everyone got the, like, the release, like the early access um, with uh, EA Access, um, people were talking about the animations like through the trailer when the first trailer came out and people yeah. were like wow the animations are pretty pretty bad man yeah the, 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 the shrek the, memes are are months old yeah yeah though people have been talking about that for a long time so it's one of those things where that was before people even got to play it it was all already a thing you know it wasn't it wasn't it didn't just appear for people who don't know anyway you know but yeah. uh, you know, like the way that she grab disarms the guy's gun, it 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 looks pretty clown-ish, a little bit clownish. <laughs> like, hey, come on, like she like literally like slaps it. I like, oh, stop that! Give You've me seen that. the the one where they close up and pause the frame to show you that she's holding her gun backwards. Yes, <laughs> yes. no, that can't be yes. real. It's, no, it's a very very unfortunate mistake. <laughs> <laughs> And the oh, beam does come, come out of the gun too. <laughs> no. Oh boy. Okay. Like Oh, did you link it? No, this is a different one actually. <laughs> oh. For people who do not know, we're sharing the videos right now in our Discord. Room. Yeah. We're sorry because you can't witness this. Oh, this is bad. Yeah, it's I'm going to close this. So like my it brings up a question for me though. Like, this is Bioware's B team. This is Bioware Montreal. And I couldn't find what they worked on specifically, like, pr like prior to Andromeda. I couldn't find, like, like what were the big Bio uh, Bioware Montreal projects. I couldn't find a list because it just listed all under Bioware. So I couldn't gauge as to whether or not they were unskilled and, like, previously made low-quality stuff or if this is, like, an issue of, like, is this... EA is this them like pulling funding and doing the shit that they always I, do I just, where they chop up companies and, and fire people after they make them make bad games wouldn't be surprised if it's a, a budgeting issue because I, I know like firsthand how how much work it is to, to make mm -hmm. good animations 
Like, like I remember back in the day when I was making source mods, there was a facial expression editor for, um, for, for Half-Life 2. And you would basically plug a voice file into a system that would automatically try to make your characters lip sync, but everything else had to be hand placed and there would be tons of errors in what the computer would try to lip sync your audio file to anyway, that you have to correct by hand. And so when you have really dialogue heavy RPGs that last tens of hours that are all fully voiced, it's a shitload, an absolute shitload, a warehouse full of of man hours that have to be dedicated to like making sure that lip sync looks good and that yeah, facial expressions are happening like this is why they outsource a lot of video game work to to cheap international uh countries and, and i have a feeling like there was just some budget decision being made that was like okay we can't spend money on this this time we need to focus on other things whoops someone evidently undervalued how much the rest of the internet values facial animations apparently i'm watching the clip and that gun is absolutely backwards it's, it's, it's backwards it's backwards man it's it, it's backwards. that's the type of thing like little stuff like that i mean i'm a type of guy who i like little stuff i like little details and i know mass effect will drive me up that's, the wall if this stuff is not fixed that is not nintendo <laughs> polish <laughs> no it is not no, it is not. So I, I that's why I kind of stayed away from it. Like, I'll give it some time, you know. And and I, you know, I, I don't not I don't necessarily agree with many of reviewers out there. So when I hear them say like, oh, some of the missions kind of suck or whatever like that. I don't know. I have to kind of play for I mean, myself. But I when many people about. are saying it, it's kind of hard not to hear the noise. It's just like, right. ooh, the side missions are not so good on the I, AAA I release. I know that if I was playing through this, the animations would not really bother me personally. Yeah. I, 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 I don't. Okay, I won't say bother so much as maybe I'll get a chuckle out of them every now and then. But it wouldn't. If, if an otherwise good game had bad animations in the cutscenes. Like, mm -hmm. Morrowind has fucking terrible animations. Like, the worst George. you can ever see, and it's a great game. George. Yeah. The Elder Scrolls Morrowind came out <laughs> in 2002. So did Metal Gear Solid 2. What about The Witcher 3? came out in 2015. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Two years ago. <laughs> Two years Look, ago. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like Metal Gear also, Solid this, Two probably has better animation yes, than it probably does. Andromeda. I I just want to say that one statement though that you made is like, I think that's like the quintessential like shows the difference thing where like how many issues you had with Zelda that I'm like just fine with, like how many issues people have with the frame rate that I'm like yeah it doesn't bother me at all. Like this facial animation in Mass Effect. I'm not invested, so I I would play it as a funnies game, but like, it would it would catch my eye and bother me. Backwards gun kind of kind of bothers me a little it, bit. It's only up there for like a quarter of a second, though. But it's a backwards wait, gun. Wait, wait, it's wait, wait, so wait. funny. It's so funny. It's pretty funny. What, what about it is pretty if funny. you watch that video? There's a scene where uh, she says, "Oh, my dad died," 
and then she's smiling yeah. about it. Like, come on, yeah, come that's, on. That's the smirk. That's the smirk that's I was smirk. talking about. But that's about. not okay. That's not okay. My dad died. <laughs> I may have killed him. No, I mean, it's in, not in cool. The early builds of Morrowind, when your character levitated, they would still do the walking on the ground <laughs> animation. But it was fucking fuck because you started we're back the game to a riding the subway game again. like a scrub, and by the end of the game, two thousand and two, fifteen years ago. There, this is there 2017. were much better animated games in 2002 coming out. Like Morrowind uh, okay, was far... granted. I'm saying don't compare it to any of them. <laughs> compare Metal it to Gear The Witcher Solid 3. One as has better does. animation than Morrowind. <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Any... Skater has better animation than Morrowind. Anyway. So we just talked about Mass Effect for like 20 minutes. The yeah. CDI um, Zelda games have better animation than okay. Morrowind. Well... They are, they are more correctly expressive. Morrowind animation is the 3D version of Celta CDI animation. <laughs> I can't wait to just like skeet out of here and get out of the country making these comments. Woo. Yeah, I was just going to say, you're not going to get any shit for your Zelda review. That's the thing that's going to get <laughs> <Yes>. you death threats. <laughs> uh, did you guys see the Zelda behind the scenes documentaries? I want to. I haven't taken the time to sit down they're, and watch them They're yet. pretty freaking neato. Guess what the inspiration behind the um, Guardians design is? What is it? What one of the developers imagined 8-bit Octoroks looking like. That's wonderful. That's freaking cool. I like that. I know, no, right? No, Nerf Octoroks. Uh, so there's Octoroks That's... in the game that are just like little pipsqueak things, but then there's also these giant intimidating tentacle monster things. And that's like kind of what the Octoroks in the original game are like. They're the same size as your Link sprite, if not slightly like more rotund. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. They, uh, pulled from a prehistoric <laughs> ice age period of, of Japanese, uh, aesthetics to, to make the Sheikah society artifacts look look alien for the rest of the world markets it seems to work if you look up a a picture of a piece of pottery a vase from from jomen period <laughs> japan it looks like a guardian turned upside down but, but <laughs> guardians in the game are about as scary and bizarre looking as is what you imagined octorox looking like as a kid yeah uh one of the core tenants that they designed the little like intricate physics chemical interactions what with was the idea that they wanted to make it feel okay to use underhanded tricks to win a fight good because it worked and we all did yeah but but i mean eventually you could just mash your way through them right you're, you're but you got to use underhanded tricks to get to the top only in the very early game mm -hmm. right but that's the point you got to build up to it I feel like, I feel like <laughs> if, I, if I replay through the game on whatever hard mode they come out with, that, that, that underhanded tactics will, will last a little longer. I mean, it's the problem of, of a dominant strategy. Like, like the player's probably going to use the easiest, most effective method, not necessarily the coolest one. Yeah, they'll use the coolest one at least once to see what it does. Uh, they had an idea for an alien invasion-themed Zelda. Yeah, I saw the picture of that. And they scrapped it? Thank you. Thank. 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 
I don't, Majora's <laughs> Mask had aliens, and they were super neato. And it, was, and it was really weird, and I'm glad that it was, like, one of the more throwaway side quests in Majora's Mask. Also, they were very, like, Poe aliens. Like, they are very, like, ghost. Yeah. As opposed to, like, UFO, yeah. which in the picture that they show is clearly, like, a UFO with gunships storming out of it. Um, so one thing that's super duper cool about the marketing and development of the Zelda game is how transparent Nintendo's being uncharacteristically transparent. Like mm. how many times before have you seen footage of a prototype? Like not necessarily a tech demo or or well yeah, basically there are all these weird videos of tech demo versions of Zelda, but I think this yeah. is the first time we've seen them like prototype the ideas in a 2D like like visibly that, uh, that quickly slapped together. Yeah. Uh, uh, 2D game to just like see if they're fun even in 2D before doing the the man hours required to to put them in 3D. Yeah, I did catch that clip. Um, if you guys out there don't know, in these uh behind the scenes docs, they detail basically they made the original Legend of Zelda, but like with what they were intending Breath of the Wild mechanics to be. So they like. They put in a Korok leaf and they put in like lighting shit on fire and stuff. And well, like they programmed basic mechanics around it and were like, all right, so would it be fun if I can like light all this stuff on fire? And like they like showed it being played and stuff. And they even had like old 8 bit link, but he has like the new Hylian blue like tunic thing going on. It's it's neat. People Very are going to love behind play the scenes that. stuff. And I, maybe they shouldn't want to play that, but yeah, but it's it's still uncharacteristic seeing them be this transparent. Like there's concept art they've shown that was official copyright Nintendo piece of work that's like Link and Ganondorf in in biker jackets with guitars mm-hmm. strapped across the. It's just like it looks like like over the top wacky fan art, but. But no, as it turns out, behind the scenes at Nintendo, there's 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 people who will throw out ridiculous ideas that get scrapped. It's not just them like uh, circling a spoon around a cauldron that creates magic <laughs> video games. And, and this is like the yeah. first time I've gotten the sense that this and also the a lot of the the knowledge that came out of the Iwata asks interviews were like, mm-hmm. oh no, Nintendo games are oftentimes like slapped together during crunch time and, yeah. and still end up fantastic, but but deal with a lot of the same problems other devs deal with. AKA Majora's Mask made in a year. Um so Nintendo is probably gonna react very, very bizarrely to to another revelation of just how mundane and anti a magical not necessarily anti-magical they actually are because people who are making the dolphin emulator mm-hmm. found out how to emulate the uh online infrastructure of their emulator so accurately to the point where you can legally purchase games from the eShop through dolphin Whoa. now which is like it's like watching Blade Runner for the first time. Like suddenly new philosophical questions are, are hitting you left and right. You're like, is this okay? Does this count as existing or not? Eh. Okay, so to to clarify, the Dolphin emulator has 
the ability to access the actual Nintendo eShop and you can make actual purchases which will With download into the emulator that gets sent but they, to Nintendo's but the money actual goes account to Nintendo. Yeah, it's it's completely like one to one now. That's kind what weird. do I, know, I right? think about this? I don't know what I think and it's scary. <laughs> like on one hand I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like fuck piracy because you could actually like buy games through that but then i'm like what but i don't know if this this is not it's not it can't be good it can't be that bad but it can't be good but nintendo is also going to be making more money than they would without this feature now exist like objectively more money they can only get a net gain from that right like I, the, the people, I'm a little confused on how this works. Like, what it's going to be copied to your your like hard drive? Yeah. What if you reinstall, uh, you know, Windows? Like, then, then I guess it's like uh, throwing out your Wii and buying another one. Maybe if you have yeah. the password. I I don't. That sounds. That wasn't one of the ridiculous. big complaints about Nintendo's online system was that the games weren't saved to your account; they were saved to your console. Right. So then you'd be basically throwing out your console yeah just just as if you had thrown away an actual wii as if you had actually uninstalled a wii from your life in real life (laughs) so it's now possible this is this is like like the dolphin emulator is now like the dungeons and dragons mimic of the emulator world it it, it so closely resembles nintendo that you can't discern the difference unless you roll really high on your fucking investigation check it's it's a replicant from blade runner it's a robot having an identity crisis over whether or not it even counts as being a robot anymore it is now possible to buy official roms for an official emulator to play on a virtual console virtually for an unofficial (laughs) emulator of a virtual console whoa man (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) What was that? The Price is Right. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind, man. I don't know. I don't know. What a time to be alive! Science has gone way too far. You. Yeah, this is fucking secret Italian super cat. Is this real or fake? Ninety-seven percent won't get the right answer. But you can do that. So the thing is, is um, the the the. The serial number that's registered for your Wii is is a digital footprint that they do use for authentication, but right now they don't kick away supposedly bootlegs or emulated Wiis accessing the Wii Shop and purchasing games through the, the Wii eShop if they're using a fake serial number. Maybe that's something they can check. Oh, well, that's fine, though, because as it turns out, you can still input a real serial number from a real Wii into a text-based options file in in the emulators folder somewhere and emulate a real serial number from a real registered Wii. (laughs) So, like, this is... Okay, this is a positive for archival purposes because, well, I mean, I guess if Nintendo pulls the servers, it doesn't even fucking matter because still need Nintendo's side to cooperate. But, like, I don't know. I don't know what to yeah. think. You know what's what's also hilarious about this? 
What? Is that the games download way faster? Of course the they do. do on the Wii. They're running on a fucking PC that's powering the system, not a white plastic rectangle. Like, but but uh, the download speed is is higher than than on actual Wii hardware, which is something that's always uh, pissed me I, off about console digital downloads. They take forever. I wonder what's the what's the prerequisites then for how it throttles your speed because, like, I guess because you would think like oh it's it for all of all downloads of this shop will throttle the speed to maximum of this regardless of their ISP or how their actual download speed but if it's just higher on PC I wonder what the reasoning is that these are new questions my friend humanity <laughs> has never had to face such issues before. <laughs> oh you know what hang on maybe i have a thing um the wii never had a proper ethernet port on it it had ethernet through usb oh you had to get an adapter yeah and same with the wii u so perhaps maybe without that's... having that ethernet to usb bottleneck yeah squeeze just actually having a true ethernet connection maybe pinching that your downloads to... down right between your thumb and index finger that's 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 all yeah. the room they have to squeeze through that little adapter right Anyways, um speaking of squeezing out all of that oh yeah some uh, uh fans squeeze. have crunched the numbers and found out how much money one would have to squeeze out of themselves into mm. Ubisoft's DLC shop in order to buy everything in For Honor, and it's about seven hundred and thirty-two dollars. Yummy. Or you could go to Japan for less than yeah. that. Or you could buy two Nintendo Switches. Yeah. So, so this is like another reason why why everyone knows that the Bunny Hop is 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 garbage now is is because like. I don't think I've ever been more wrong about something in a review than I have when I said, no, the, the cosmetic DLC grind skips aren't that big of an issue. Because as it turns out, there are substantial gains to be made by by unlocking later game equipment that that was not floating around the servers when I was playing it during review week. And that's right. that's you the mean side like of the game being brokenly overpowered in dominion mode Com- completely. And then the 4v4 modes are just not good. They're they're not really where the meat of the game is, which was the angle I was uh interpreting in the review, but I'm pretty sure at one point I say it's not that big of a deal. The the stat changes they make are mostly negligible, which in in recent nights trying out these modes, I I've really felt like like I just have been overpowered by some people who can like activate their super meters after taking I don't know two going on three hits, and uh, yeah. people whose whose sprint speeds are are fast enough to outrun someone who almost had them killed and just stay safe. People who have their uh, teammate revive speeds sped up so much that they can bait other players into being in kind of unwinnable situations where where as long as they're four steps away from another downed teammate they can revive their their dead friend and turn a 1v1 situation into a 2v1 uh so if you have for honor uh don't play those modes mm-hmm. you, you probably don't anyway but for some reason there are people who do who farm away and 
Adam and eventually unlock overpowering gear, and that's not good to have in the first place. Or you can spend a lot of money and just get there right away, which mm -hmm. is also not good to have in the first place. Uh, people are comparing this to Siege for some reason. No, Siege is fine. Siege has no stat-changing equipment. Anything that you buy with your money is just merely cosmetic. This this is not that this is not the case with For Honor at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. silly. I mean like there are there are a lot of arguments to be made that other games cost a fuck ton of money to buy all the cosmetic DLC, but this isn't cosmetic, it's it's pay to win at that point. And I mean, maybe um, I would have uh, recognized this and acknowledged it in the review had I binged hundreds, tens of hours through a <laughs> mode I didn't like as much as the other modes. So, yeah, yeah that's 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 objectively uh, uh, bad taste in video games right there that I was demonstrating by having fun playing one V ones for tens of hours Instead of having like mediocre times playing four v fours for tens of hours, yeah, which which circles around to that question, like how much, how much should I really be binging, to to both get an accurate picture of what these games look like later, versus being able to enjoy them in the short term and and put out high quality writing that doesn't piss anyone off. The age old question, <laughs> centuries old, in fact. Yeah. And with that, well, we gotta get, we gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll leave you to ponder <laughs> that. We fell into a dark hole there. Speaking of falling into a dark hole, if you wish to watch some content about video games and analysis and stuff, you can find my videos uh, on on the YouTube's uh, YouTube.com/slash/SunderGamer or find all my other rantings and ramblings on twitter at sundercr you did one about how perfect everyone thinks zelda is because it got quote 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 perfect review scores yeah i did and uh someone in the comments was like wow clickbait doesn't even talk about zelda and i'm like the title says <laughs> does zelda deserve a 10 out of 10 score and then i'm like in the first sentence i'm like so what is the what is a 10 out of 10 score even fucking worth and then they were like, wow, didn't get what I came for. And I'm like, wow, listen, pay attention. I really like use your, your brain, uh, use your mind. Simplification of, of the problem is it's not necessarily the same as getting 100% on a math test so much yeah. as it's just thinking this is better than 99% of other games out there. Yeah, it's mm. uh, the only the only thing that I that I left out that someone pointed out to me that I'm really like, like, that's a good point is um, number score systems work a lot better for singular reviewers like a like a jim sterling or somebody oh because you can very much learn their tastes mm -hmm. and well that's why their I... number score can be reflective of what they are but for a big uh... publication it's it could be you know six different people reviewing the next six zeldas yeah, to come but out they will have their name on the article like this is another thing that like bugs me about your average consumers media literacy like yeah. i don't know when i was growing up and people read a restaurant review in the newspaper they were like oh this is uh, uh steve schwinkelwitz the the hard line extremely strict food critic that all the chefs in the in the city hate mm. like like his particular section in the paper had flavor to it and people knew who they were reading not so much 
the the like nameless conglomeration of different writers was was the thing being attributed to the review it was just the one specific writer and it seems like like that's something that the next generation who grew up with reading reviews like completely missed somehow even though bylines haven't gone away like like a patricia hernandez thing on kotaku will be a completely different viewpoint from a patrick klepek thing on kotaku and and and, and it's just like it because people are like, well, IGN gave it this, or GameStop gave it this, then like, or GameSpot, excuse me. I mean, it's the way media has moved. Um, if you're not showing your face, and you don't have like a very distinct voice, and you then know, the byline's like not good enough distinct, anymore. You know, like, people are not going to remember you at all and and, yeah. and that's why video has taken but, over people want it like like a microwave you know back right in now the days jim sterling's writing on destructoid had a very very particular flavor to it like you could tell it was jim sterling writing even without looking at the byline because mm. because he would be like comparing everything to spunk or what like just completely outlandish well, yeah. scatological sense of humor that, that was very particular to jim sterling and i don't know i feel like like people just need to look at the byline more often, or read the review instead of just looking at the score. Yeah, that, yeah. that too. But I mean, I don't. That's an easier to identify problem. Yeah, and that is the existence of the score being there in the first place. Not everyone has the uh, audience to to sustain mm-hmm. a personal, individual, personality based review site. But mm-hmm. I think every review site out there. It's, it's like a major IGN GameSpot level publication could easily get away with just slashing away their scores and still be able to make their money. Yep. Uh-huh. Anyways. So where can we find your guys' stuff? YouTube.com slash poopslop. Don't go there. Uh, YouTube.com slash nothing. YouTube.com slash garbage reviews. I review garbage. (laughs) (laughs) This trash bag of of empty drink cups gets a 5 out of 10. I asked you guys a while ago that that we should start doing this part of the show because I was like, maybe some of our viewers out there come from, yeah, maybe they come from like (laughs) iTunes and they're just like searching like gaming podcast and we showed up and they're like, huh, who are these guys? Maybe I should listen to their show and maybe they liked us by the end of it. And And now they don't. I'm like trying to be like, yo, if you like us a lot, we have shows and Twitters and you could follow us. And then... And then you guys are like, Satchel Drakes. And I'm like, that's not the thing. <laughs> Show them your channel. <laughs> SEO yourself. If they like us by this point, if they're I still can't. here, then I guess I guess they do deserve the real site, right? SEO uh, yourself <laughs> when I did particularly the exact opposite. Like trying to get the least amount of people to watch the most controversial video I'm going to put out. Like, okay... Someone on Neogaf complained about my clickbait headline. Like, no, everything they teach you in school about how to make good SEO headlines is the exact opposite of how I wrote this this headline. Yeah. It just doesn't work. As long as ah, you can't you can't escape it. YouTube.com slash Matt Visual. YouTube.com slash Bunny Hop Show. Thank you. Ah! And by the way. If you want to know where the music is from, it's in the description.
Uh, Any questions that you have are in the description. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of the music, I, I do believe that, that this programming block is followed up by um, Drew Carey hosting The Price is Right with its iconic theme. Bye, 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 bye. Okay, wait, no, that can't be the intro. That's not Instinct. That's Backstreet Boys. Oh. What did Instinct do? Um, what did Instinct do, actually? I'm going to cut this unless you fucking talk about the podcast in like yeah, three no, let's seconds. Just, let's just cut it. <laughs> now I have to leave it in because it's funny. No, no, we're, we're, we're going to cut it and do a normal intro that's going to begin something like... Um, I I have become a garbage creature. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.